You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. Welcome back. Today at the Setup Bar, we have some great news coming out of Boise for you at the start of the episode. After being curious about his wonderful future, Derek Rogers Jr. decided to head back to the old farm for one more season, his 10th and potentially final season with the Raptors, as he's looking to get win number 75 and hopefully lead the Raptors back to the playoffs for another season. As we'll get into later in the episode... Derek's decision was not an easy one as he was juggling teams that he wanted to go to, but he found it easier to go back to his old stomping ground in Boise, which he spent his entire career with prior to getting drafted in Season 26. This is Day at the Sub Bar, Episode 11. Let's get started. As we continue with this Day at the Setup Bar, episode 12, we will be talking about right now Derek Rogers' career up until this point. As we are still in the offseason, and Derek Rogers did have to regress, so he's at 700, he's at 1700 and some change for TPE right now. He took out one of his pitches and pretty much reduced to almost nothing. As he added on to that knuckle curve, and he's been practicing in the offseason, looking to make it devastating. But one issue is he doesn't have his same backstop that he's had for either part of his career. As Big Titty Smitty, better known as Tuplon, has gone to gone on to retire, and he's now in the old folks' home. Still in that wheelchair, however, because of all those pitches he took, and he was hit by a pitch 83 times in his career. Most of those were in his poor, achy knees, as previously told. And due to a trade in the offseason with Providence, Robert Root is no longer on the Raptors roster. He got traded to the Crabs for uh, Nolan Nola a well-rounded prospect coming from the Crabos organization. As he, so far so good as a Raptor, was incredible. Little is known about why he wanted to go there and how, but here we go. As we take a look at Derek's career numbers with the team. Hold this up right here. For his career with Boise, he has 70 wins and 53 losses, 4 career saves, an ERA just over 4. He's pitched 1,033 in a third innings, allowed 991 hits, 502 runs, 464 of them were earned, 116 home runs allowed, 283 walks. He's just 64 strikeouts away from his 1,000th. He's compiled 8 complete games over the last 2 seasons, including two shutouts, career whip of 1.23, 
at a BAB of just under 300. Career war is just short of 20, and his ERA plus is 118, which means he's 18 times better than the league average, at the moment at least, for his career. As he looks to have a turnaround season from where he previously came from, Last year, he went 11-11 with an ERA of 3.57. But he had another four-war season, so that's something he was looking forward to. He's now one of the old-timers on this team, along with Caden Kalian, the new catcher of the Raptors, moving over from second base. Then we also have C-Mac, that's uh, Tom Riddle for those who are not hip to the term, as they are trying to lead this team back to the promised land that they did last season, despite that unfortunate exit at the hands of the New York Voyagers, who have also revamped their staff and are looking to do better than they did seasons prior. As we move on here, we will talk about why Derek made the decision he did because he was un- originally going to go straight to free agency, but after talking to his uh, general managers at the time, Parker, Parker, Parker Bochamp and Caden Kalian, who is still on the team, hasn't retired yet, and has moved to catcher. Parker has been one of the cornerstones of Boise's franchise, ever since they were drafted. And Derek and Parker have developed quite the relationship between general manager and player, considering they were teammates for four seasons on the Raptors. Five, if you count his final year, which was cut short due to the trade. But Derek promised Parker that he would not leave straight away to free agency because he wanted to help his team. The first stop would have been Nashville, but unfortunately Nashville did not have room for Rogers Jr. as they ended up signing Dogwood Maple in the offseason away from the Raptors, who ended up having him for two serviceable seasons, the last two seasons, including this past year's playoff berth. Derek also went almost went to the Makos. He visited the Makos and their general manager. Unfortunately, they just didn't have the money to afford him due to the new budget cuts and the salary cap, which, in my own opinion, is a foolish thing to do because you're taking veterans out of baseball, specifically PBE baseball, and you're cutting their careers shorter despite the fact that you had a pitcher like Aiden McDougal, who lasted well over 17 seasons and pitched over 400 games. Most of those were starts. Do I think this is a problem in the league? Not really. Can it be a problem in the league for future players? Yes, it can. It's just an issue that the head office will have to take up when that road comes up. Unfortunately, Derek felt there was no other options, and unfortunately, he didn't come crawling 
back for any reason. He was rather upset about this whole thing because Boise was his one true home and he did not want to leave. He wanted to make sure his team got what they needed. He didn't want to be selfish. He wanted to be this great team player for this team that took a chance on him about 10 seasons ago now. He wasn't expecting to go any higher than the third round where he was drafted, and he certainly didn't. Because, of course, he's now teammates with the proclaimed from the most recent article on the written media page. Honda Shigano was a great steal in that draft. Drafted seven picks after myself. He has put together one of the best careers a reliever has had in a long time. I'm not saying he's one of I'm not saying he's the greatest. I'm saying he's one of the best relievers in PBE history. He's had several seasons where he's kept his ERA under two and under three. He's had multiple ten plus save seasons, which is difficult to do now with the bullpen by a committee like certain teams have. Yes, Boise had Teresa Ichinos who is a great pitcher in his own mind. He had 29 saves with the Raptors, and that's how good he once was. He was two saves away from tying Tom Riddle in the top five for saves by a Raptor in a career. That is not intentional. That was one of the greatest signings by the Raptors. The reason Derek was resigned, he wanted to come home. The new general managers did not matter to him. He wanted to be a part of a team, whether it won or lost. Yes, Boise has been to postseason six times in the ten seasons that Derek's been with the team. But Derek wanted to do anything in his power to try and make sure that his teammates and his general managers, whether they be current or not, were happy with the situation. Because it's hard to lose players, these good players, high-earning players that cannot be afforded anymore. That's why cutting the league $10 million is certainly an issue. And that's why people aren't creating as much. Derek hopes to remain with the team after the season, but if that can't happen because of next season's cap removal again, who knows what he's going to do? That's all for this segment. Thank you. The Raptors have made some changes this past season. After losing Vladimir Bodnar and Tooth Bland to retirement, they have found their way around. By signing Nacho Man, yes, that is one of my favorite players, Nacho, Nacho Man, I want to be a Nacho Man, as he hit a grand slam on one of my streams, so that's that's how that worked. But now he went from Sarasota being, and then to being a free agent, and now Boise has signed him to a deal to be with the team. Another big change has been Stubby McGuire moving traditionally from his first base position, where he's been crushing the ball, is now going to be a right fielder with a lot of power and a very good arm now as he's going to look to change the pace that he's going at. He still doesn't have the greatest speed, but he is looking to cause some 
massive trouble on that defensive side of the ball, especially making some great catches with his defense. Center field is still going to be controlled by the speedy Sax Justice, who was playing a great center field this past season. And then in left field, that's probably going to be Jordan Bochamp-Reyes, who has had a very fine couple seasons with the Raptors in the outfield. Third base is still going to probably be patrolled by the old captain, Steve Rogers, El Capitan. He had a great revival season, hitting well over 250 with the Raptors. At shortstop, you got the newest GM, and that's going to be Gordon Bombay, or Goro for short, Martin Honda. Why would you have a Honda playing shortstop? Have you seen a car that's had a few dents and doesn't care about catching a ball and throwing a run around at first? We'll see about that. At second base, that's going to be a big hole there. But the Raptors may have found their player to replace Caden Kalian, who is now the catcher. The veteran second baseman now switching to catcher after several seasons. Second baseman might be the hopeful from the minors, and that's Skeeter Rabbit. It's had several seasons now in the minors, hitting over 300 and stealing well over 20 bases. First base is still an open hole for the time being, as Boise hasn't figured out who's going to play first base yet. But they're trying what they can while they have the time and while they have the ability to. The pitching staff is pretty much going to remain the same, as Derek Rogers Jr. and Tom Riddle are going to start as the one-two in the pitching staff. Followed by number three, Nolan Nola, who's just freshly acquired from the Crabs. Mmm, Crab. And then the number four starter, the other new GM, that's Murr. That's going to be Kit Catcher, who's coming in clutch out of the rotation. In the bullpen, there was the loss of Perter McPitchy Face, who... Had an above-average season. Meanwhile, there's still the matter of Honda Igano. Gotta say that right. Coming out of the bullpen as Chiriso Ichinoza's deal is up in Boise after three solid seasons where he had a great second season where he had many, many great opportunities despite the fact that Boise didn't make the playoffs his last two seasons before the playoff berth this past season. Obi-Wan Kenobi was another great force coming out of that bullpen. It looks like he will be returning as well. The major factor for this season isn't so much going to be that strong pitching rotation in the above-average bullpen. It's going to focus on that offense because Steve Rogers and Caden Kalian and Sachs Justice all stole over 20 bases. Meanwhile, most of the power came from Tootblon and Stubby McGuire. Meanwhile, Sachs Justice was hitting well over 450 the last half of the season and did earn another Silver Slugger in center field. That is one way to get yourself back on the map after a couple pedestrian seasons where he didn't really seem like he had any idea where the strike zone was, not trying to cause any ruffle feathers there, but the Raptors are a solid team and have earned their claws, I should say, instead of stripes, they're dinosaurs, 
and they deserve their just due in this next season's chase. As we get ready to wrap up this season, I see a couple things happening for Boise. As we head into spring training, Stubby McGuire is probably going to lead the first baseman in the Legends Conference again in home runs. Although he's not playing first base anymore, he will have some stiff competition as he's moving to right field and facing the multiple times so over slugger winner Jackie Daytona, who plays for the Voyagers. He's been taking that right field spot for Silver Sluggers for the last couple seasons. So that'll be an interesting awards race to watch out for during season 35. Another race to watch out for is going to be Gold Gloves, as Martin Honda has shown that he has the potential to be the next Parker Bochamp at shortstop, no less. He has shown some great range in the field, winning a Gold Glove two seasons ago, as he's trying to snatch that record from Bochamp in his career. As we move over to center field, Silver Slugger Award winner, multiple times over, Sax Justice looks to grab another one from the center field spot. It's not quite the runaway it used to be, as Kirk Swerve is still out there trying to get his... I'm not sure how many he has, but he has quite a few. And with the retirement of Trevin Knight, he's also looking to win a gold glove and maybe overcome Kirk Swerve in the near future. Jordan Bochum Reyes is looking to improve his fielding in this offseason. And when he does, I think I see him as one of the top left fielders when it comes to gold gloves. As he improves his fielding and his errors get knocked down, and hopefully he has a much more positive zone rating. As we move to pitching, Tom Riddle came out of the woodwork to really put together one of his best seasons he's ever had as a Raptor. He was originally a pitcher out of the bullpen. He has the fourth most saves in Raptors history at 31, but he has improved his record thanks to that fantastic season he just had. He is now 73 and 76 on his career. He's only six wins away from moving into second all-time on the Raptors' all-time wins list, surpassing Raptors legend Bill Bisquick, who won 79 games for the Raptors in his career before he put his glove and his cleats on the wall. Derek Rogers Jr. has his second consecutive 11-11 season, but he's also put up four war back-to-back seasons. He's looking for win number 75, and he's looking to maybe have a better season like he did couple seasons back where he went 13-2 and and had an ERA just under three. He's looking to lead this veteran pack with the leadership of C-Mac, better known as Tom Riddle, as they try and fight against the San Antonio Sloths, who have won back-to-back titles in season 33 and season 34. As the Raptors look to fight for that division title, They will have to fight against the Vandals and the Makos, who are strongly trying to make their case for that same division title. It's awful lonely at the top for the Sloths, as they want that ninth title. 
maybe a three-peat, which hasn't happened in several seasons. But, as we look for season predictions, I give San Antonio the edge here. They're going to finish in first. It'll be a dogfight between second and third for the Vandals and the Raptors. And unfortunately, finishing on the bottom yet again this season is going to be the Maui Makos. Will there be an interesting part to this season? Who knows, as Boise fought tooth and nail against the Crabs, who recently acquired Bobby Roode, who was a fantastic catcher for the Raptors, as they look to take any doubts that they had from this season and put them to bed after that early postseason exit. Yet again, Boise is looking to cause some controversy, but not in the bad way. They want the good publicity coming in and the bad voodoo going out. And that'll just about wrap it up for the Day at the Senate Bar, Episode 12. Just a quick recap of what has happened on this cat as today. The return of Derek Rogers Jr., the signing of free agent Nacho Man, the departures of Vladimir Bodnar due to retirement, Big Titty Smitty, better known as Toot Blonde. Free agents include Perta McPitchy Face, as well as the departure of Dogwood Maple to Nashville. The Raptors look to maybe capture some of that magic in a bottle this season with the rotation they have with the return of Derrick Rogers Jr. as the ace. Season 35 is looking to shape up to be a good one. As we move into spring training, this is Derrick Rogers Jr. reporting live from the setup bar. Sacks, get off the ceiling! I'm sorry, I gotta go. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day. Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.